Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, editor-in-chief of Mitzi. You know, we do this opening the same way every time. Yes, Molly, but our listeners value consistency. Do you think this week might be a good opportunity to mix things up? Perhaps remix things up? I'm Mitzi. I'm Molly. And and we're we're co-hosts of this show. show. We've got a salty episode. It won't be long, though. It's short. And sweet. We can't stay on the beat. Good thing that the show is about making stuff to eat. Uh-huh. Molly, let's quit our jobs and become a music group, okay? They'd call us the Kitchen Icons. I'm regretting this decision. First up, it's tricky trivia, then ask a grown-up. Then it's how-to time with Andrea. She always shows up. Who wrote this? <laughs> I did. Working here with Molly has always been a dream. Before I get emotional, let's send them to the theme. Uh-huh. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Can I wrap it? Mystery recipe. Oh, can we do it again, Molly? Nope, we absolutely cannot. Can we wrap it just like once a day? Every day? For the rest of my life? No, Mitzi. I've never felt more alive than that. I am shaking a little bit. See? I love that you love rapping, Mitzi. Molly! Boss's boss! Hi! Was that funky beat I heard coming from you two? Yes! Parker, it's time for another round of Tricky Trivia. Mitzi, are you feeling composed enough to tell us what Tricky Trivia is? Can I rap it? I'd prefer if you didn't. Oh. <sighs> Tricky trivia is where Molly tells us a fact about our special ingredient theme, and Parker gets to help the listeners guess whether it's true or false. Correct. All right, Parker, are you ready to play? True. Yes, I'm ready. You got this, Parker. Okay, here's your first one. You got this, Parker! True or false, salt is used to cure many things, including meat, vegetables, and egg yolks. So, Parker, is that true or false? Is salt used to cure different foods, like meat, vegetables, and egg yolks? Um, well, obviously, when you cure something, you are getting rid of its sickness. When I get a tummy ache, the cure is eating a banana or some toast. And I don't think that meat, vegetables, or egg yolks get sick, even if they did. It seems strange that salt, of all things, would make them feel better. I would recommend Tylenol or penicillin or bananas or toast. I think the answer here is false. 
It's actually true, but I think you might not understand what the word cure means in this context. Cure doesn't mean to fix an illness here, not like you would cure a tummy ache. In this context, curing means preserving, or getting things like meat, vegetables, and egg yolks to last a really long time without needing to cook them. As we'll learn later this week, salt has the power to remove water from things, which not only makes them dry, but keeps them preserved. Huh. That time, I thought I knew what the word cure meant. But it turns out it had a different definition I was not aware of. Tricky how words work like that sometimes, isn't it? But also, cured egg yolks? That doesn't sound correct. Cured egg yolks are actually delicious. The process for making them is pretty simple. Separate the yolks, pack salt and sugar in around them, and wait. When the yolks are ready, you just rinse the salt and sugar away, dry the egg yolks in the oven, and enjoy. Like a hard cheese, cured yolks can quickly add savory depth and complexity to lots of stuff, like soups, salads, pastas, and even meats. Fascinating. I would love to try a hard cheese egg yolk thing. Well, if we start curing the egg yolks now, they'll be ready in a week. But before then, our next question. True or false, sea salt is made from lake water. So, is that true or false, Parker? Is sea salt made from lake water? False, obviously. Molly, I am very well acquainted with season one, week two, episode two of Mystery Recipe, where we learn from a real life salt monk that sea salt is made from the sea. Correct, Parker. Nicely done. Sea salt is indeed made from seawater. At least it is traditionally. When all the water from the salty seawater evaporates, either naturally over long periods of time or purposefully at places called salterns, you're left with sea salt. It gets its special taste from the minerals and other bacteria found in the ocean. You're sort of like a saltern this week, Parker, since it's salt week and you're an intern. Get it? Eh? I think there's a joke in there somewhere. Probably. <laughs> nice one, Mitzi. Okay, Parker, here's your last one. This time about sugar. True or false? The difference between light brown and dark brown sugar is that dark brown sugar has vanilla extract in it. Is that true or false, Parker? Does dark brown sugar have vanilla extract in it? Well, dark brown sugar is darker in color than light brown sugar, that's for sure. I'm not really sure what gives it its brown color, but vanilla extract is a dark brown color. Andrea and I used it to make sugar cookies the other day, and it smells so good. And dark brown sugar also smells good. Mmm, I wonder if we have any of those brown sugar cookies left over. Oh, sorry, let me finish up here first. I'll say true. Not quite. The answer is false. Light brown sugar and dark brown sugar both get their color from molasses. Dark brown sugar simply has more molasses in it than light brown sugar. The molasses gives the sugar an earthy, complex flavor and more moisture. As we learned last season, baking with brown sugar and white sugar is very different. Wow. So salt isn't the same as Tylenol, though 
it can still cure things. Sea salt is indeed made from the sea, and brown sugar has molasses in it. I still can't believe it. Molly, you really are an expert. Thank you, Parker. Speaking of experts, our friend Chad is back with another edition of Ask a Grown-Up. He'll be talking to Jordan Ramsey about a restaurant called The Old School Cafe. We'll be back to hear all about their salty and sweet menu right after the break. But for now, it's time for a word from our sponsors. Grown-ups, these ads are for you. Hey, grown-ups. If you're anything like me, it's easy to let grocery shopping fall to the bottom of your to-do list. Kroger's grocery delivery service has taken the stress out of the process. You don't even need to leave your house. Shop online and get fresh groceries delivered to your house in as little as an hour. And who doesn't love a delivery? My daughter Olive sure does. It's a package. What do you think is in it? I don't know. This is all special for you, Olive. The nice people at Kroger sent us all these snacks just for you. Learn more at Kroger.com. What does that look like? A tree. A tree? It kind of looks like grapes, and what's that? I don't know. Hi, grown-ups. We wanted to tell you about Driscoll's raspberries, so we asked some kids about them. So what can you tell me about raspberries? A raspberry is a small red berry. It tastes like a combination of sour and sweet. It's a berry, and it listens to jazz. Like smooth jazz, like that kind. How about sharing? What can you tell me about sharing? Sharing with someone is about you got something that another person likes, but they didn't get it, and you share it. It's because making other people happy. Sharing is pretty important. Being nice is also important because you might get karma. Driscoll's worked hard to be able to share their raspberries with you. They searched high and low for the perfect variety that is sweet and delicious all year round. Show them how you share Driscoll's raspberries by using hashtag sweetnessworthsharing on Instagram and Twitter. If you listen to smooth jazz, make sure you are not on a bush. You may be mistaken for a raspberry. And we're back, just in time for Ask a Grown-Up. Take it away, Chad. Thanks, Molly. Today I'm talking to Jordan Ramsey, who is an alumni of the Old School Cafe. The Old School Cafe is a restaurant based out of San Francisco, California. It's also a job training program for at-risk youth in the area. Young people learn how to run every aspect of a restaurant, from waiting tables and working the front of house to cooking and developing recipes in the kitchen. Jordan participated in the program years ago, and I am so excited to be talking to him today. How are you today, Jordan? I am doing well. And yourself? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Jordan, can I ask you to start by telling me just a little bit about the Old School Cafe? Well, for me, what I see and remember Old School Cafe being is just a place where we bring in youth that have had whether it's a rough upbringing, been through the foster system like myself, live in a tough neighborhood, anything. Um, we, we take them in and 
the old school, you learn how to do everything from front of the house to back of the house in a restaurant, as well as promote yourself and, and speak and have your voice heard. That to me is old school. So when did you first encounter old school? When did your journey with them start? My foster parents said that I needed to have a summer job and old school was is always, as usual, always hiring. At first, I was a server, actually. I mean, I was a decent server. Everyone would always compliment me on my smile, but I always knew, like, I like food. I really like food. And I would love to make my way in the kitchen. And eventually I did. So it sounds like when you're working at a restaurant, there's a bunch of different things that you could be doing. You could be working as a server, which is delivering food to tables. You could be working in the kitchen, which is making food. And so what you really wanted to be doing was in the kitchen making food, right? In the kitchen making food. Like, it's nice to see the smiles on people's face when they're eating your food. That was my biggest thing. I I loved bringing joy through food. So Jordan, can I ask you, how many things on the menu can you think of where salt and sugar is like a really important ingredient in what you're making? I would say all of them. (laughs) Because in any everyday life recipe, you're probably going to find one or the other, if not both. Yeah, so it's not only a very common ingredient, but it's sort of a baseline for a lot of things that everybody cooks, not just at Old School. Correct. Jordan, what did you learn at Old School Cafe that you still use today? A part of the program is throughout the service, we go out and tell our story to our guests that are there that night. You're doing this in front of a lot of time packed house, and that's not easy. I mean, I'm an adult and I have a hard time talking in front of a crowd of people. And so I think being able to communicate and articulate yourself in a way that your voice can be heard, I learned that was huge from old school because I think that's helped, helped me get to where I'm at as of now. And I know that in the future, because I hope to have my own business, that it'll help down the line there. Yeah. It's tough, but knowing knowing that I can do it has definitely helped me, not in just like the workplace, but in life. So Jordan, what was your favorite part about Old School Cafe? I think Old School's doing a lot for the community, has done a lot for the community that a lot of people don't see. Because I grew up in San Francisco, so I was born and raised there. And where Old School is, It's in the heart of a rough neighborhood, but it's brought so much joy and obviously really great food um, to that neighborhood. And just to see the change that has happened there is beautiful to see. How has Old School Cafe changed your life? Old School helped helped me learn that I know I could do it. If I put it in the work, I can do it. And no matter what it is, like to this day, I still believe I will have my own restaurant or sandwich spot or whatever it is that I want. And a a big chunk of that is the confidence and the love that was put into me at old school. Jordan, thank you so much for the interview. I appreciate your time today. My pleasure. How amazing. Learning every aspect of running a restaurant 
the money stuff and the food stuff, and also how, like, servers balance all those full plates of food on one tray and bring it to a table. That looks like the hardest part. Running a restaurant is not easy work. Those young adults are really impressive. All right, it's time for another edition of How To Time. Parker, we want you to practice your cooking techniques. And so, every week, our friend Andrea is going to teach you something new to up your arsenal of kitchen skills. Cotton fibers. Wonder what technique we'll be focusing on this week. Maybe it'll be balancing plates on those trays. Andrea! Hey there, Andrea. Andrea is a test cook here at America's Test Kitchen Kids. That means she works on developing recipes and experiments for our cookbooks and things like the Young Chef Club boxes. Grown-ups, you can find out more about all that fun stuff by going to atkkids.com. Hi, Molly. Hi, Mitzi. Hi, Andrea. Thanks so much for being here. It's my pleasure as always. Parker, are you ready to learn a new technique? Am I ever. What are we going to learn how to do today? Well, since it's Salt and Sugar Remix Week... Remix! All right, we're going to learn how to season with salt. Hang on, that doesn't sound hard. You just sprinkle food with salt. Where's the technique? Have you ever noticed that chefs sprinkle salt on food from way up high? Yeah, but I always just thought they were showing off. No, Parker. Seasoning from up high is actually the best way to season food. How come? Because when you season food from up high, the salt covers the food more evenly. Really? Want to try it yourself and see? You know I do. Okay. I have two rimmed baking sheets that I've lined with black construction paper. And here's some salt. Parker, I'd like you to salt the black construction paper. We put the black paper down because the white salt will be easy to see on top of it. Just pretend this is food. What kind of food? Any kind of food you want. What's your favorite food? Tamales. No, paprichat. Wait, rice. No, brownies, cotton fibers. I couldn't possibly pick just one. That's okay. I can't ever pick a favorite food either. I just love food. Let's use your last one, brownies. Don't be crazy, Andrea. You don't put salt on brownies. They're sweet. Actually, Parker, adding a bit of salt to sweet foods makes them taste even sweeter. Seriously, Molly, did you hear that? That's crazy. You're crazy. Parker, can I have a word? Sorry, Andrea. Just, uh, one second. Listen, Parker, Andrea is here because she is an expert, right? This is her job. Right. I do trust her. I was just surprised. I don't actually think she's crazy. I was just being funny. I was just saying that. I didn't mean it. I get that, because I know you. But you have to remember that words matter. What we say and what we mean aren't always the same thing. Andrea might not know what you meant. All she heard is what you said. Right. Other people only hear the things we say. They might not know what we meant by them. Which is why it's important to think about what words you're using. That's amazing! It's so much nicer to hear than, Are you crazy? It's never nice to call someone crazy. 
even if you are joking. Huh. I totally hear you, Mitzi. I'm sorry. Uh, you don't need to apologize to me. Right. I'm sorry, Andrea. I should choose my words more carefully. Thanks, Parker. I accept your apology. No harm done. What I meant was, it's amazing that you can put salt on sweet foods and it'll make them sweeter. But I don't understand. Salt is... salty. How would it make something taste sweet? The truth is, scientists only partially understand how this works. We learned a little about this in Salt Week on Season 1. In case we have any Season 1 fans out there, shout out to Season 1 fans! We love ya! When you're eating, your taste buds send messages to your brain about the tastes they detect in your mouth. Scientists had people taste water with sugar in it and water with the same amount of sugar plus a tiny amount of salt in it. The second one tasted sweeter. Wow, that is some serious brain trickery. Who knew salt could be so deceiving? I've got to taste this for myself on some real brownies. What a great excuse to make brownies. Science. Not a bad idea. But for now, back to the science at hand. Ah. <laughs> Andrea. Literally. <laughs> First, try sprinkling the salt on our pretend brownies, a.k.a. construction paper, with your hand pretty close to the paper, or down low. Didn't Michelle Obama say something about this once? When they salt low, we salt high, or something? Eh, I forget. Okay, here I go. Good job. Next, let's do the same thing with our second sheet. Only this time, sprinkle the salt with your hand up high, farther away from the paper. Okay, sprinkling. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. That's great. Now, what do you notice about the salt on the two sheets of paper? Well, the one I sprinkled with my hand close to the paper has salt all bunched up in a pile in one spot. But the one I sprinkled with my hand up high has salt spread out nicely all over the place. How neat! If that were real food, the salt would be spread out pretty evenly. That's exactly right. Salting food from up high helps ensure even seasoning. You don't want some parts of food to be really salty and some parts to not be salty at all. Using this technique means the salt will be evenly distributed. That was amazing. Thank you, Andrea. I learned a lot about how to salt foods properly and about choosing my words carefully, thanks to my manager extraordinaire, whom I appreciate so much. I, uh, you're gonna make me cry again. I bet I can use this in my diner. I'm sure you will, Parker. I'll see you next week. Bye, Parker. Bye, Mitzi and Molly. Thanks, Andrea. Well, that's about all the time we have today, but we'll be back next time with another Salty Sweet episode. We'll be sprinkling some science into our Pressing Questions segment, followed by some old friends in our wildcard. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. Until then, keep, keep on, on cooking. cooking.
Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am a bottle of Heinz tomato ketchup. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is a cupcake. Kaya Williams was the associate producer for this episode. She is a caramel brownie. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a salty sweet chocolate chip cookie. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. He's the cherry on top. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a fizzy drink. Our post-production supervisor is Ken Margolis, an artichoke. Our production manager is Diane Knox, who is also broccoli. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a garden-grown green zebra tomato. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a homemade ravioli. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, deputy editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, assistant editor, Katie O'Hara, senior editor, Afton Cyrus, test cook, Andrea Vavjan, and test cook, Cassandra Loftlin. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan and Neo Sihi. Special thanks to Jordan Ramsey and everyone at Old School Cafe. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger and Driscoll's. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. I just put plates on this tray here, one at a time, until... Sorry! Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.